All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It is time to welcome in BYU's offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going? It is going well. We have many questions for you. And the first one, did you know that was coming? <laughs> You know what? I, I, no. I thought we would play well, um, but no, I, I did not imagine it would be like that. I've got a lot of respect for for um, that program and the way Coach Niamatololo runs the program, and I know a couple of their coaches, and, and I know they're, um, they're certainly going to get their, their ship righted, so to speak, but um, no, I, I didn't expect that. But you know what? We've got a lot of experience coming back on offense, and I a number of people asked me um, during the during the quarantine days, and then as we got back to fall camp, how I felt like things were going for us. And I said, you know, I think we've got an opportunity here to be a little bit ahead of some other people because a we've got an experienced group coming back on offense, and so I think they're capable of doing more on their own, maybe than some young guys who don't know the system as well. And then b the type of guys we have, I think, will take initiative and be self-starters and do a lot of stuff on their own. And I think that showed up Monday night. So I know, Jeff, most coaches, you know, unless you're the uh, service academies where you're running the option, they like to say they have they want balance on offense on both sides, being able to throw and run the ball. But do you think after what we saw, and given the fact that you have so much experience up front in the trenches where you played, that you could establish an identity going forward maybe this year as a running team? I think we'll continue to stress balance. That's something that that I've said since I got here and it's something I believe in strongly. And there'll be some games where we do run the ball more and then there'll be some where we throw it a little bit more. And I think it, I think it depends on what the defense gives us. And I think um, most good teams, as you alluded to when you said maybe with the exception of service academies and then maybe a few um, Mike Leach. On the other side of that, most teams that you see are balanced. And it doesn't mean 50-50 run pass, but it means you're capable of running the ball or throwing the ball in any given scenario. Jeff Grimes, BYU offensive coordinator joining us. So they couldn't tell us on the broadcast enough that BYU had had uh, injuries and had to shuffle guys around. You have eight returning starting linemen on the offense there. And then uh, we've read stuff that four guys are getting a lot of interest from the NFL. Now, whether they get drafted or they stick remains to be seen, but that means at least four of them have enough talent that scouts are you know, taking multiple looks. Knowing that, do you think the offensive line, regardless of the stats, is going to dominate enough that they're going to have to bring an extra defender up or you guys are going to be able to, to run the ball pretty well? I hope so. I think, I think we've certainly got the makings of that kind of front, and we've got um, a couple of running backs who who played really well the other night. They played well within the scheme, and they they made decisive, violent cuts. And uh, it, it was an example of the running backs from the line being in sync and working well together. So. We know you had heavy losses in the receiver core as far as guys not coming back. And, and certainly you're Mill and Romney and, some, and getting Powell back. You returned some guys there, but you lost the 
bulk of your talent. And then you lose Bushman. And obviously that was a significant blow in a lot of different ways, and we all wish him the best. So that's why I was wondering that maybe until the passing game gets to where you want it to be, you would lean more towards the run, or are you comfortable thinking that the passing game is where you want it to be now? So, yeah, you would have that balance. I didn't go into the game with the thinking that we were going to run it more than we threw it. Sometimes you just get into a game and things just kind of roll that way, you know. Right. And and if it's if if it's hitting, then you keep then you keep going with it. So that was really more of an example of that. I have a lot of confidence in our passing game. I think Zach is is um, considerably further along. And at any time since I've been here, obviously his first year he was a he was a young punk freshman just trying to figure out what to do and then last year his health wasn't what it is now his arm is better the ball's coming out with more velocity and he's making good decisions um yes we did lose three competent receivers but i think we replaced them with three guys who were kind of in that next phase of their careers um matt was a significant blow and you know that that hurt us on the field it hurt me personally because you know, in, in all my years of coaching, that's one of the one of the most disappointing um, injuries I've been a part of because he was primed to have a great year, and he's worked so hard for it. But we'll move forward, and we've got some young tight ends that that will step up, I'm sure. And you know that that's probably the spot where we're where we're behind uh, where we anticipated being, but. Uh, to answer your question directly, I feel confident in our passing game, and if we need to go into a game and throw it uh, twice as much as we run it to to win the game, I think we're ready to do that. Uh, with uh, Katoa and Algier running back, they're going to split time pretty evenly. You have some 60-40, 70-30 plan. How do you plan to handle playing time at that position going forward? Yeah, we went into the game thinking that those two would split reps, and you know sometimes it just kind of depends on on how a particular drive goes, how many how many runs get called in a row, and how soon a guy needs a blow because he because he had a long run. Um, but I think they'll continue to split split reps fairly evenly, unless the case becomes that one guy's really got a hot hand and he's really feeling it one night, or one guy gets banged up a little bit. I think they'll both get plenty of carries. Usually during the off season, you know, you know your schedule, and so you game plan for a couple games, maybe up to three games, and maybe you might look at some other opponents down the line. Well, here everything was put together almost uh, metaphorically at the midnight hour. How you've been able to handle scouting teams when you had no idea you're going to be playing these teams until relatively recently? Well, fortunately, we had plenty of time to to get ready for this Navy game, and you know. As coaches, we're used to to working with about a week to go in most cases anyway, and so we still had significantly more time than that. So I didn't feel I didn't feel that we were jammed at all. We had more than enough time given the time that the game was announced and, and how much time we had to get ready for that one. And and really, we you spend so much time. That first game is so important, you know, just getting off on the right foot and. And for the confidence of your your team, I think it means a lot. And um, so we spent, you know, we spent most of our time on that one. And certainly, we began looking at Army, but um, it to me, it hadn't that hadn't been a big challenge. And just really, to be honest with you, so so blessed um, and feeling so fortunate to be playing when so many other people aren't. 
Jeff Grimes, BYU Offensive Coordinator, joining us. Since you mentioned Army, what did you think of their opening game? They get a shutout against Middle Tennessee State, and I don't know how good Middle Tennessee State is. They've got Louisiana Monroe uh, this weekend. What do you know about Army? Yeah, I, I don't know how good Middle Tennessee is either. You know, sometimes it's it's a little bit hard um, when you only have such a small sample size. You just got one game to go on, given any number of parameters, and those those conditions now are different than what they've ever been. Um, but um, I think they're certainly um, a team that's going to be a challenge for us. You know, another option running team, which we know what that can do in terms of your possessions and. Um, you know they play. They played a, a really hard and physical brand of football. It looks like to me from the from the time that I spent watching their defense. And so, I'm expecting to go up there and have a battle. So Neil Matalolo after the game talked about how you know they didn't do much hitting, and he was erring on the side of caution during training camp with the COVID situation. Uh, what were your thoughts on how to prepare your team to play football, which obviously is a contact sport, under the circumstances that we have with the situation with the virus? Well, the way I've looked at it is I'm being paid to coach football. Somebody else is being paid to make decisions uh, regarding what we're capable of doing given different um, health health. Um, procedures and protocols and all that stuff and so my job is to operate within those protocols and and put the pedal down and go as hard as we can go and my personality is one that I'm always going to push for as much work and as as difficult of work as we can possibly get and so that's that's what I've done and you know I think it's been pretty good for us we've been really blessed and our I think our medical staff has done a great job educating our players as a staff, you know, we've done what we can to try to keep the environment safe in our meeting rooms and anytime we're in the building. And, you know, it, it's been, um, it, it's really been a blessing for us to be as, as healthy as we have been. Jeff Grimes, BYU Offensive uh, Coordinator, joining us right now on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. So when you're coaching and there's nobody in the stands. We've been told a million times by a million coaches and players, you know, it's a game of emotion. Do you handle any of that differently as far as pumping guys up, or has it just become really clinical and, hey, this guy's got to block that guy, and if we do that, this guy can run here and we'll have a big play? You know, that's an interesting question, and I kind of wondered how that would go myself. The other thing that we as coaches have said for years is, hey, it doesn't matter where we play. It doesn't matter who's in the stands. We're going to play for each other. We're going to play for love of the game. And you could put us out in the parking lot and put the ball down and we'll be ready to play. And I wondered if that would be the case. Certainly would it be the case to the same extent that we normally play with in terms of passion and emotion because it is an emotional game. And um, I think it does play a large role in the game. But what it felt like to me was a little bit awkward when we were warming up and it was quiet and there were no fans out there. And then the ball kicked off and I didn't think about it again until I came out at the end of halftime and sat down with my call sheet and started reviewing my calls and thinking about what we wanted to go to on that first series. And I kind of looked up and realized there's actually no one here watching us. <laughs> and it just felt, it felt a little bit strange at that moment again. 
and then the ball kicked off and we started playing and I didn't think about it again. I think you're just so busy in the moment and it felt like our players were as well um, that it wasn't a factor once the ball was in the air. So I was listening to some national shows on the satellite radio and obviously on Monday they were talking about, or Tuesday I should say, they were talking about uh, the game because it was the game of the day basically as far as that goes and uh, I heard some comments about the, that very thing with the fans you know and I've traveled with BYU many times over the years and I know that they have a lot of and you know this too that they have a good portion of a, a fan base that travels whether they're local wherever you might be or they travel from here or whatever it is and and they were talking about how you heard so much uh noise i guess sound coming from the byu sideline now i'm up in the press box all the time so you don't hear it because the stadium if it's not packed it's certainly drowning out your noise i'm wondering if you noticed that your guys the noise that was being made as far as the emotions is that typical because you're on the sideline you might be able to hear it we don't hear it as that or were they making an effort to maybe motivate themselves and everybody to make sure everybody's in the game because you had no fan base to get you into it yeah yeah i think that's a valid question and um we did talk about that as a staff ahead of time um bringing our own energy bringing our own juice and aaron roderick mentioned the Wisconsin game a couple of years ago when we were up there and looked down the sideline and we saw the energy coming from our sideline that, that worked its way onto the field for our guys. And, and, uh, you know, I think that's one of, one of Kalani's strong suits, you know, and I, I couldn't help but hearing the comment that was made about how he was acting on the sideline when I first got on the phone just now, but Honestly, our players love that about him, and they love that that he's willing to show his passion and emotion for the game, and I think that produces a team that is willing to, to do a little bit of what you're talking about on game day, and, and I certainly talk to the offense about um, being emotional on the sideline, not only for ourselves, but for our defense and for our kicking game, and yeah, I think there there definitely was some of that, and I think it I think it was a result of um, our head coach and the way that Kalani carries himself and the the passion that he exudes, and and I think it um, it shows something about about our guys and how much they they love each other and love the game. You know, I think the offensive line, the way they blocked and all that, you know, they need a reward. I, I think they'd like to see your emotion and passion for the game. I like, think, I like to see the, you coming across that sideline, dancing. They'd like that, Jeff. You're going to see a different sort of emotion from me, and it's not going to involve any dancing on the sideline. <laughs> Tough guy growling, that kind of thing? Say that one more time, sorry. Tough guy, growling, staring <laughs> maybe, people down. Maybe, 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 maybe some other things too, but not dancing on the sideline. I, I thought I saw you at a couple dance clubs back in the day at Tempe. Was was I wrong? Uh, it might have been a country western club, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that there is a heightened focus by your guys because you literally are the only team in the West playing, so there's some more gratitude just simply to be able to practice and play, and that's leading to some more focus. 
I think so. I do. I, I, I certainly feel that way when I talk to some of my friends uh, that are in coaching and aren't getting to do it right now, and I'm sure they feel the same way. And um, Yeah, I think so. I think we all just feel um, really fortunate to be in the position that we're in and, and excited to play. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like if you didn't know you were going to get to have a Christmas or something, and then yeah. and then Santa actually showed up. You know, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how it feels right now. We didn't know if any of this was actually going to happen, and there were moments where early in fall camp, I went in to talk to the offense at the beginning of a of a of a day where we were going to practice, and I looked in their faces and they looked at me like. God, I hear what you're saying, Coach, but I don't know if I'm buying it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I tried to sell them on the whole, um, we're going to play football again someday, and let's be ready for that day whenever it is. And the nameless, faceless foe that we're going to play this first week. I'm talking about when we didn't know who we were going to play, and we're hearing about conferences canceling their schedules, and uh, but I'll give our guys credit. They continued to show up, and they and they worked each day, and and they were willing to do the things that were necessary to lead us to this point. So does the uh, team get together, savor football, watch football, and watch Army, Louisiana, Monroe, or you let the guys go their own way during this game? Yeah, I think they'll have they'll have some downtime this weekend to kind of do their own thing. I'm sure they'll gather in small groups and and watch it. They typically do and. Um, but we'll give them a little, a little time to rest up this weekend and a little time on their own. All right. And you can work on your dance moves, so that'll work out perfect. Absolutely. There you go. Jeff, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. You got it, guys. Have a good day.